Uh, my guest today is founder uh, and CEO of Nourishment Vitality uh, Coaching, Cheryl Putterman. Uh, Cheryl's here to share um, her incredible story of how her and her family survived uh, the 2004 tsunami uh, and how that led her to founding Nourishment Vitality. So Cheryl, welcome very much to the Pocket Mastermind podcast. Thank you. Thank you, David. Lovely to be here. And uh, thank you to, for inviting me on your show and lovely to be chatting with you. It's, oh, it's so great to connect with people from all over um, and being in a position where we can actually, uh, thankfully, online, reach out and connect and speak to some amazing people and, uh, and have some really interesting conversations. So thank you for having me. Now, in the intro, I talked about very briefly on the tsunami so I think that's probably a good place to start um, I remember watching all of the footage of that unfolding over Christmas in 2004 and I can't imagine what it must have been like to be there and caught up in it so tell us a bit about that scenario what what, what, what how did that all unfold from your perspective you know Dave uh, yeah 2004 and uh, many years ago, yet the impact that that life-changing traumatic event had on me uh, and on my life still remains today. Mm -hmm. And um, for myself, and I'll speak about this later on as I go into the story, it was actually the, um, the, the one event in my life that actually changed the trajectory of how I view life and my attitude towards life changed from that point onwards. We were actually, myself and my family, my, my husband and my, my two uh, boys, they were very young at the time, we were living in Hong Kong at the time. Mm -hmm. And uh, we had actually just arrived in Hong Kong six months prior to that. My husband had been transferred to Hong Kong for, for work purposes. And this was actually our first vacation that we had booked. We had booked a vacation to Phuket, Thailand. Mm -hmm. I remember feeling extremely exhausted from the move, as you know, or, or many people may have had to even just move homes. Mm -hmm. Moving your home to another country is exhausting and it's emotionally exhausting. I had actually never seen Hong Kong. Um, I was living in Israel and I packed up my home with my two young boys and I went to live in a country that I'd never seen, um, which took a lot of courage and I was very fearful landing in a place I'd never seen and waking up and saying, okay, well, begin, you know, this is your life, begin. And, you know, as a, as a mom, um, we are often the captains of our ships and we have to um, pull it together and be there and, uh, and for our kids show that we, we're okay with everything so that they will be okay with everything. And uh, so six months into our arrival in Hong Kong, uh, we, we had booked this very well-deserved uh, break to, to Thailand. And we actually flew on the 25th of December, just the day before, on, mm. on Boxing Day. And, uh, you know, when we arrived there in, in Thailand, there was a complete muddle up with our booking, etc. I always say that there was some sort of a, a divine intervention. Mm -hmm. In actual fact, um, 
just before we left, the travel agent called us from Hong Kong to say that there was a problem with our booking and they moved our hotel from one hotel. We were booked in at the Holiday Inn to another hotel, um, thankfully so. And uh, when we... When we arrived, there was still an additional muddle up and they put us all on the sixth floor. Um, there was actually only one bed for all of us. It was very frustrating. They couldn't find another room that night. And the next morning, I hadn't even seen Thailand at all. We went mm. for a, a relaxing walk along the beach. My... Um, do you want all the details? Yeah. By the way, okay, because I'm just actually, as I'm talking 100%. about it, going into the details. My uh, the way I, I I remember some of the the, the parts that still jut up in jut out in my mind, and and we were walking along along um, going for this for this lovely walk. Actually, at breakfast you could feel the tremor, but yet mm. we didn't take any notice of it because it wasn't that severe, and going for this beautiful walk. And my, my eldest son, who was only seven at the time, um, said he didn't want to be on the beach and that we should go up to the pool and he was complaining. And uh, you know what, I'll never forget, there were some, some beautiful people that I connected with along this walk and they were stopping to look at my kids and mm -hmm. there was a specific lady where, where we really just connected. And uh, now we were back at the pool we had listened to my to my son in even in reflection going back. I actually think that it was listening to my son that that in essence actually saved us. So now we were sitting by the swimming pool, and there were two swimming pools. There was a beautiful pool in front of me and one behind me. And uh, my eldest son was at the pool behind me. My younger son was at the pool in front of me. And the surroundings were simply magnificent. Mm -hmm. It was as if I was in paradise in this beautiful, beautiful place. I just felt relaxed. I felt blessed and just noticed the beauty around me. But mm -hmm. suddenly I had a very strong feeling and I'm not even sure why I had that strong feeling. I turned back to look at my eldest son who was in the pool behind me and he was playing beautifully. And I got up and I asked him to get out of that water and come to where I was. And he refused. He was seven years old, playing beautifully mm -hmm. in the water. And I was extremely insistent. I wasn't taking no for an answer. And I said, get out. I asked him a few times. And I insisted that my son get out of the water and come and join me where I was. Eventually, he came after a few times of my insistence. And you know what? I really strongly remember, Dave, that I, I needed my son near me. I wasn't having mm -hmm. any of him saying no to me. And now I had my two boys playing beautifully in front of me. And I felt wonderful. I was lying back. I was relaxing. I had my kids in front of me. Mm -hmm. And the next thing, I just hear my hubby screaming, get up! And you just see everybody running. And you know, I, I didn't know what, what on earth was going on. Yeah. It was a very surreal moment. Um, my, my husband grabbed my younger son. I looked at my elder son, who was an extremely fast runner. And I actually just yelled at him and screamed, move, because the tsunami hit with a speed. 
and a, a violence that was, it was simply overwhelming. I've, I've never seen anything like that. I had never seen what a tsunami was. I didn't know what on earth was happening, but all I knew is that this thing, the sea was coming. And all you could do, there was no time to think, there was no time to fear, there was no time to freeze. All you could do was, was act. Mm-hmm. In that moment, you know, where, where, where you know, you, you, you just act, you actually act, you're in danger mm-hmm. in the fight, flight, or, 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 or freeze. That initial uh, uh, point is where you actually just act, are acted. And we ran, and we ran like, like we've never run before. And what actually saved us was that the hotel was on an incline. And the water surrounded, and then it, it, it kind of withdrew. But mm-hmm. because of the incline, that's what actually what, what saved us. And when I turned back, I, I actually didn't know what had happened, but I did kind of feel a calm. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know what was going on. We went up to the, the room. We walked up. Um, the the Every single hotel door was open. It was as if people just fled out of there. There was a lot of damage. There was a lot of not very nice things that we saw. My boys were crying. I packed a, a, a little bag, an emergency bag for them. Uh, we, it was still in the days of the old mobile phones. It mm-hmm. wasn't the smartphones that we have today. I still thought and, and, and actually said to my husband, just get hold of someone, my family in South Africa, his family is also from South Africa, let them know where we are. I didn't know what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. I didn't know if the building was going to fall down on top of us. I didn't know what was going on. My boys were crying and I just looked at them and I said, uh, when Emma, that's, that's mom in Hebrew, says, run, you run. Mm-hmm. Boys, when Emma says, run, you run. And they were little. They, I just remember them holding hands and saying, stick together, stick together. And, and they were crying and they, they saw things that wasn't very nice as well. And uh, it was a very traumatic event. It mm. was a very traumatic event. We were very blessed. There were so many people that lost their lives in that event. And it changed the trajectory of the way I view my life from that moment onwards, I really learned that you never know what the next moment's going to bring. One moment I was in paradise and the next I was swept up in chaos, destruction, hell, so to speak. Couldn't be more of a contrast, could it? There couldn't be more of a contrast. And uh, when we returned, we actually managed to get back to Hong Kong pretty quickly. We had to rebuy another ticket, etc. I really struggled with a lot of overwhelming anxiety a tremendous amount of panic attacks. Mm-hmm. It really hit me. Everything kind of that, that, that had happened and all the things and the images, etc. It really hit me. And uh, again, you know, I had to be there for my boys who, who were also processing and going through things. And, uh, and it was a very trying, trying time in my life. But I was blessed to be in the in, living in Hong Kong at the time where there were so many amazing uh, teachers and masters and in the fields of, of, of mindfulness. And it was this 
traumatic life-changing event for me that actually led me to my studies and my expertise on the science of stress, mm -hmm. on the healing power of breathing. And um, I was very blessed and humbled by the whole experience to learn with some of these greatest teachers. And I spent countless hours studying and doing trauma relief courses and became very passionate about what can you do to help yourself during a panic attack? What can you do to help yourself when things just cave around you? It's, it's, it's really hard. And it gave me a very deep understanding, left me with a very deep understanding of human vulnerability and what we as human beings need to overcome in order to live our lives uh, with some level of, uh, of uh, optimism and energy. And uh, at the end of the day, I really believe that uh, the traumas, that uh, some of them you just never overcome. They just become an integral part of who you are. But do they actually have to define you every moment from that moment onwards? Um, I believe that the way you actually look at the trauma, the fears, etc., in your life and either learn from them or hide from them can make all the difference in how you choose to move forward in your life. Mm -hmm. And uh, sometimes you just move forward with, with things that have really scarred you. Um, but it is possible. I know for me, I was challenged with, with uncertainty for years. Still am sometimes, but I have learned a tremendous amount um, in, how, with, in, in, in uh, relating to uncertainty in a way that actually I can relax more into life's uncertainties because I was faced with such a, one moment I was mm -hmm. in bliss and the next I was in chaos. It was kind of like my lifelong lesson here that you just never know. And so every time uh, uncertainty hit me in life, and it sure did because it does in life, mm -hmm. time and time and time again, it would chip a little bit more on that wound. And... Uh, my relationship with uncertainty took a lot of work. And even now through the, the, the current pandemic and through, through life of what so many people have had to go through, it's a very uncertain, mm. uh, we don't know. And the, the fact of the matter is that we don't know in life, there's no guarantees yet. You know, we always want guarantees. Why are there so many yeah. money back guarantees on products? Because as human beings, we want to know. We want to know we're not going to get caught in a future that we don't like. We're not going to get caught in a situation that we don't like the outcome of. We want a promise that everything's going to be good, that everything's going to be okay. But at the end of the day, in reality, it's just not how life works. So our, our mindset towards uncertainty really uh, needs to be looked at and mm -hmm. to, be, to be improved so that as we move forward, we can actually relax more into life's uh, experiences rather than stressing into life's experiences where we can actually show up in life more with a uh, response instead mm -hmm. of a reaction. Um, responsibility, even though not spelt that way, I love to look at that word as able to respond, able to respond to life, to life's challenges, to the stresses of life. As they show up, you can choose your response rather than come in from when you're reacting or coming in from just being a victim. Um, it's much more empowering to actually choose 
your mm-hmm. response because we can't always control our external factors and we can't always control the things that happen. But we can, to some degree, help ourselves respond in a way that can be more helpful to us. So, you know, years later, um, through this all I had studied so much, I had all of the um, on skills, all of the skills on paper, all of the necessary um, uh, tools, skills, everything that I needed to move forward in a career now that I really um, envisioned for myself, which is helping a lot of people with stress relief, with uh, um, helping people move forward and optimize their lives, living their lives to their full capacity. Mm -hmm. And I was also always very passionate about uh, nutrition and uh, having struggled in that way as well, um, having turned to food for comfort and being an emotional eater, I was a stress eater. So later on, I studied dynamic eating psychology, mind, body, nutrition. I've actually been studying metaphysical sciences ever since I was 15 years old. So I've always been passionate about the fascinating connection between Mm -hmm. brain, body, behavior. And... uh, That's what led me to where I am today, where I'm the CEO and founder of Nourishment Vitality. We are the number one sustainable shame-free approach for stress, fatigue, weight management, and we help people um, to overcome their issues, whether it's with their, their weight management issues, whether it's with their life stress, whether it's within their corporations, actually overcome these challenges at the root cause so that they can truly Uh, course correct and move forward and uh, maximize their productivity and their potential showing up as the very best version of who they are in life so when did you when when did you start the vitality uh, nourishment vitality nourishment vitality has been operational for approximately three years now two three years and um as I said, I've been in the, the health and wellness industry for over 20 years because mm. prior, initially, even before I actually moved to Hong Kong, I was actually in the uh, cosmetic industry, uh, cosmetologist, aromatherapist, uh, working in that way. So I always had a very good understanding of that mind-body connection, working with people, working with slimming therapies, the, the skin therapies, health therapies on the body, on the mind. And as I said, always uh, um, having studied so much about the metaphysical sciences and the healing energies for as long as I can remember. In Hong Kong, um, after the tsunami, this really developed into my expertise with the science of stress, the healing power of breathing, and later on into the dynamic eating psychology, mind, body, nutrition, and now at Nourishment Vitality, we offer a 360 uh, health, holistic health and wellness platform for people to overcome their issues in life, whether it's with the weight management and the nutritional aspects, helping them to feel well, to feel well, and really diving into the emotional aspects of their relationship with with food and healing their relationship with food and their food story, or whether it's with um, stress and fatigue, 
We do, we do offer innovative results-focused wellness programs, both for corporations, group workshops, and our individual coaching packages, helping people to overcome these issues in their life at the, at the root cause. And we also have online courses, uh, which people can actually take a look um, at my website, www.cherylputterman.com. That's S-H-E-R-Y-L. P-U-T-E-R-M-A-N. We have so many resources on the website. It's a very rich website with a lot of resources. We put a lot into it. So please, everybody, take a look there, uh, dig around and see um, all the amazing resources that we do offer there as well. And um, we also have uh, videos. I do have a video out on my tsunami story as well, if anybody's interested in that as well definitely check that out so talk to us a bit about one of the things i'm quite interested in you, you touched on quite a few things there that um quite fascinate me and one of those is the power, the healing power of of the breath and i think i'd love to learn a bit more about how how important the the breath is to us and and how we can better it sounds silly but breathe better right oh it's 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 uh it's he, you know, it's extremely, it's, it's funny that you said it sounds silly. It's the science of the simple. The breathing is something that is accessible to every single human being. And there is so much power in learning how to breathe correctly. It is an amazing, an amazing uh, tool for ourselves as human beings to connect. Um, our, our emotions and our breathing are very closely connected and uh, when we're anxious and, af and afraid we don't breathe correctly when we are relaxed and happy we breathe more fully and we and we breathe more deeply and practicing something as simple as deep conscious breathing throughout your day can really help you to just get your body out of uh, stress response out of that uh, sympathetic nervous system dominance into the relaxation response inside your body physiologically into parasympathetic uh, nervous system dominance where you actually can self-soothe, self-regulate and actually just calm yourself down in a matter of seconds. Mm. Um, and if you go on just for, for a minute, uh, just practicing uh, controlled breathing where you actually just count something so simple as just counting your inhale and then counting your exhale. So breathing in, two, three, four, perhaps hold for a second or two, and just breathe out, two, three, four, even a little bit more, five, six. And then again, in and out. Just like that, you can calm yourself down. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, a stressed person and a stressed mind can't focus and when you can't focus you can't accomplish anything you can't get anything done so just practicing deep conscious breathing can really help you to not only self-soothe but calm down get that stability get that clarity get that focus so that you can actually take healthy risks whether it's in your personal life or whether it's in your professional life that actually makes sense for you and figure out what's the next logical step for you it makes such a difference. Um, I started meditating probably only a year ago, just over a year ago or something. And it makes such a, such a massive difference if you can get that calm, like you say, focusing in on the breath and 
even when you were talking about it then i was following what you were saying and mm, I, I, could, uh, I, I noticed incredible. that i did notice that, <laughs> you, that you at the end of the, how's, how's the meditation experience been for you Dad? oh amazing um i love what it. Has it done for you i think it's just what it what it's given me i think is a distance between me my thoughts and emotions for most of the time now obviously there's still times where something happens and and that gap seems to close um but i think over time the gap seems to increase and it gives you a perspective of being able to observe your reactions to things and as you said earlier about being responsible and learning to be a hundred percent responsible for everything i think people get confused with the term responsible and responsibility with blame and accountability oh yes and two great point very different things right absolutely and i think that that having any kind of ritual and you know a lot of people actually feel a little intimidated at starting a meditation practice um it doesn't have to be a big deal it can be something just as simply taking five minutes of your day initially. You, I, I always say start off small. Don't set the bigger goals so that you kind of feel like, oh, I can't concentrate. I can't get this done. It's about just taking that time to invest in yourself and just self-soothing yourself. It can be done through counting the breath. It's just simply counting the breath. And if you notice, it's amazing that you also notice that you notice the difference between the observer mm -hmm. and that distance between your actual thoughts. Thoughts may come and thoughts may go. You may zone in. You may zone out. That's okay. Just allow the thoughts to come and allow the thoughts to go. And over time, you'll pay less attention to the thoughts and just see it as it is. It's a thought. And in time, you will kind of plant a seed that grows and grows and becomes bigger and bigger. And you will be able, if you're disciplined and you do that regularly enough, as with anything, it, you will be able to get to that place of calmness within yourself quicker. Mm -hmm. um, so there's so many ways to do that through counting or even through just saying an empowering word that means something to you. Whatever that, whatever that word is, and just focusing on, on one, on one thing, on one point, and uh, or even just hearing the 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 water running or a noise in the room, and focusing on that can actually take you uh, into a place of just more relaxed, a more relaxed state of being and just notice your thoughts for what they are. They're thoughts. They come, they go. They don't have to define you. You can get to choose your thoughts. You don't like a thought and it's coming in and it's bothering you too much. I always like to say you can train your mind like a, pup, like a puppy dog mm -hmm. and even just visualize a stop sign, a stop sign. In mind's eye, just see a stop sign and replace that thought if it's a negative thought and it's very bothersome with a more positive empowering thought mm -hmm. that 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 feels better for you and you can do that and reset that button as many times as possible there is no right way or wrong way to do this it's just a matter of training oneself and another very simple way for people to actually just get in tune with their physicality and with their body is to do a simple uh, mind and body scan 
where you can start from the top of your head or from the tips of your toes and just in your head go through your all the different body parts your top of your head between your eyebrows your your jaw and clench your jaw notice is it tense notice where is stress holding in your body are you burdening a, burdening a lot of stress on your shoulders can you release some of that drop your shoulders slightly and then just go through the various body parts breathing in and breathing out in each body part you can even clench each muscle as you go through so when it comes to the the hands take your hands in a fist breathe in and clench your your fists together and when you breathe out just relax and you know the incoming breath is very energizing for the body and the letting go in that exhale is very relaxing for the body and just continue to do this you can listen through to music when you do this. You can just be quiet and listen to, a, to an external noise. And just uh, over a period of time, it becomes a lot easier. But there is no right way or wrong way. It's, uh, it's not just about sitting on a mountaintop and meditating peacefully. That's great. Uh, I've done courses. I've done courses in, in silence. I've, I've I've been through all of that. It's it's. An, what it's was that? Amazing. What were the silence like? Because I've I've read some. I'm, I'm quite intrigued by attempting this at some point, and I've read accounts of a lot of people who've done this and said that the first few days was surprisingly oh, difficult. Yeah, so difficult because initially, what I learned, I learned about the nature of my mind. My mind wouldn't keep quiet. The more I tried to keep my mind quiet, the more verbal it got. It kept chattering, chattering, chattering. And the more I was trying to silence myself and silence myself, it kept getting louder and louder and louder. And eventually, and it didn't happen on day one for me at all. I really had to go through it. Um, eventually, it was just quiet and it was just, it was amazing. In actual fact, there are no words to describe it. When you experience the essence of your being, I mean the real essence of your being, there are no words to describe it. It's something you experience and you'll know it when you experience mm -hmm. it. And this is different for, for every person. For me, it was one of the most beautiful, beautiful uh, moments in my life and uh, and one of the reasons why I begin every single day of my life with with uh, meditation and with breathing because it's very important for me there are days that are that are that I don't and that but for most often I do the days that I don't I notice that I'm a bit more uh, rattled through the day but when I choose to start my day with more positive momentum and uh, take that time i do it through the power of the breath and through the various different breathing techniques and just quiet my mind down i then do some creative journaling etc i find that i get to set the tone for the day mm -hmm. instead of riding on an emotional roller coaster where where everything else happens to me i get to ride through whatever it is that's happening in the day is it all perfect all the time no we don't live in a perfect world Contrast is going to exist. Stuff's going to happen. Things are going to come up. 
You're going to have difficult conversations. People are going to get on your nerves. You're going to get on other people's nerves. But how are you showing up in your day? And, uh, and having that distance between our experiences and knowing, really knowing who we truly are can make all of that difference. So I always say that self-awareness, being self-aware, is a very empowering first step to take, whether it's through um, validating your, your experiences and your feelings and your emotions. Very important. Acknowledge your feelings. If you are feeling um, all over the place and you are feeling very emotional, acknowledgement, awareness, when you become self-aware, you get to become the authority in your life. You get to become your very best advocate for showing up for yourself and uh, for choosing your responses over life's happenings and over life's experiences. Make sense? Massively, yeah. I think it's, it, you know, it's all about being more present now, isn't it? Because we're very, as humans, we're, we seem to be predisposed to either thinking backwards quite a lot or worrying about the what's coming quite a lot. And you can't do anything about what's already happened. You can do something about what's going to happen, but worrying is a bit like, I always call it skiing into a tree. You know, if you ever learn to ski or snowboard or, or drive even, they always say, look where you want to go. If you look at the tree, you hit the tree, right? And uh, it's something I definitely had to learn because you can you can worry about stuff happening and it's more likely to happen because all of your attention is now on the thing you don't want to happen a bit like your thoughts when you were talking about um trying not to think by definition you're thinking aren't you so it, you've got to try and find some way of breaking that habit absolutely that's where that stop sign can be extremely mm -hmm. helpful in pressing that research in pressing that reset button in uh, becoming self-aware about what radio station you actually tuned into because our thoughts can be uh, a negative thoughts especially can really set us on that downward spiral of momentum so if you're self-aware you can catch yourself is this really where i want to be heading before i hit into that tree is there something that i can do about it and sometimes uh, we've let it go a little bit too far but for the most part we can actually just self-soothe ourselves almost like uh, um, self-parent ourselves you know uh, guide ourselves into is this situation what is the situation is this so bad how can i uh, move my way through this and start to, to because you know we also have to be real about if there's a problem maybe there is a problem but yes. take a take <laughs> a reality check <laughs> exactly we can't just say, okay well you know it's not real it's not real no some sometimes yeah things are happening so how can we have that reality check and self-soothe at the same time you know um I often look at a situation and say, okay, well, I've been in situations like this before and I've always gotten out of it and things have always worked out for me and this will too. And perhaps if I start um, doing this, then this can happen. What's the problem? What's the solution? What's one action step I can take in order to help myself through this? Even take a pen to paper, write it down, and it doesn't matter, write down a few things. Out of those few things, one of them may jut out to you. And that's your start. That's your start for actually starting to get more positive momentum going when you feel 
Mm. Like you're about to hit that tree or you've hit the tree. What do you do? And if it's early enough, if you catch yourself early enough, that's the very best time to intervene and stop, stop sign, replace it with a more power, uh, positive, empowering thought. Mm-hmm. Um, you can try to do it later, later, later on down the line, but it's harder to do. So if you are too far, go, too far down that spiraling down, 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 then just take paper to pen. What's the problem? What's the solution? What's something I can do about it? And uh, start to just kind of get some of our ideas out there and self-soothe yourself. Mm-hmm. Self-soothe yourself and calm yourself down because at the end of the day, um, uh, when we are in, in coming from, it's looking at our, at our problems through a very stressed mind, it's very difficult to have a clear vision and a um, take healthy risks. And also, at the end of the day, our fears are very often exaggerated. Mm-hmm. So really take that, uh, that uh, reality check in. Is this really so? Is it true? Is it really, really true? And how do I know that this mm-hmm. is the way things are? So many times our stories in our head, we think, you know, are when you train your mind to only see the negative possibilities, then um, your mind starts to believe that that's the only possible future and the right story for you. Mm-hmm. So uh, our fears can be exaggerated. And I always say, choose to make your courage greater, bigger than your fear. And uh, when you come into situations with a more relaxed even if you've just physiologically relaxed, you know there's a problem, but you're physiologically relaxed, you can make that next logical step. What's the best logic, next logical step for you? And, and to take healthy risks uh, from a place uh, where you are more calm, focused, got more clarity moving forward. We tend to, uh, we tend to have a fear of fear, don't we? Oh, yes. Fear and, is you. Fear of fear is, seems, to, <laughs> seems to be bigger than... Any, anything that's likely to, the very rarely is anything anywhere near as bad or as scary as you think it's going to be. Generally, the bad and scary stuff is like you, you know, with the tsunami stuff you didn't know that was going to happen, not the stuff you think's going to happen. Absolutely, but even through our adversities, we learn. It can be our greatest coach. It can be our greatest teaching life is our adversities, and we are creatures of familiarity we like familiarity so when we don't know we become afraid we want to know we want to guarantee tell me that it's going to be like this but we don't know so you know our fears can be exaggerated we are afraid of being in a place of it's going to be too too much for me etc and and often it's not and sometimes it's a matter of just doing the thing that you so fear or pushing yourself out of that comfort zone, becoming more familiar um, with, with it. And after you've done something once, it's not so frightening. After you've done it twice, it's less. After you've done it five times, it feels okay. And after you've done it 10 times, well, you know, you don't know what you were afraid of in the first place. <laughs> it's so true. It's... Um... One of the one of the questions that I, I I've used myself and I don't I can't remember where I picked this up from but when you're facing a challenge I think a lot of people get confused with positive thinking and uh, 
blind optimism or delusion and actually positive thinking just means being solution focused right be it trying to come up with an answer rather than being the victim as you said earlier of, of a circumstance or whatever and one of the questions is how is something i think how do i how could i and as soon as you pose that question onto any situation how do i get out of this how do i make it better how do i do you become a solution person rather than being hit by it and that's very very well for me yes i think that that's 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 fantastic because when you do ask those questions you ask a powerful question you get more of a powerful answer so when we start leaning in with curiosity for where we're at Mm -hmm. curiosity is uh, a very healthy way to to look at things be curious about how can i how can i look at this challenge how can i do something so when we bring in curiosity we can actually become that more solution um, focused and focus forward and uh, that gives us our best bet to actually move forward with a more healthy positive momentum when we become more solution focused instead of focus just on the problem so it's again a matter of training our, our minds and our mindset to become more focused forward in a way that uh, can serve us best so if we can learn to bring our attention towards the things that we want instead of the things that we don't want it can make all the difference mm-hmm. and part of when we actually calming ourselves down and even when you be actually become a very very still and calm and you actually just train your mind to increase your ability to focus increase your ability to focus on the things that you want you you heading in the right direction and that's uh, focus is focus is interesting right because you could do uh, back to the the tree thing you will you will head in the direction that you're facing and i think um you know taking that time to calm down and and allow the thoughts to flow because that's where ideas come from i, I think it's very it's very hard to be creative when you're continuously distracting yourself and if you're continuously distracting yourself do you know what you want for your life in the future do you know where you're heading or is it just happening because every day is is a distraction i think that's another benefit that i found comes from taking the time out of your day to to be calm is actually ideas of what you want to do where you want to go that's where they that's where they tend to come from they come from the quiet moments not from the time when you're busy watching tv or online or or with other people absolutely and in actual fact a great point because at the end of the day there's a lot of hidden impacts of stresses on our hearts on our minds on our souls that we're not even aware of and part of these hidden uh, impacts is and p- part of the things that we're not even conscious of that we're doing is that we are multitasking we are uh, eating when we're talking to people on the phone online uh, rushing out we live in this fast paced culture of go 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 we truly really take that time to slow down but at the end of the day we do need to take that time to pause to to slow down and to take that time to rest to replenish to rejuvenate our, our minds 
because that is where real creativity exists. Money making, profitable ideas, any ideas are born from that time of when we are inspired in spirit, inspiration. And when we can truly hone in to that place within ourselves, that's where clarity exists. Mm -hmm. And um, that's why the, the greatest gift that we can give to ourselves is uh, allowing ourselves to actually slow down and to notice, to be present, to be mindful. Mindfulness is such a big thing in, in, in our world today. And we are so often not mindful. Like you said earlier, uh, David, that, that our minds, human minds, we, we often uh, going backwards and forwards between what was, what will be. It's very uh, rare that we, that we actually catch ourselves present and in the moment. But when we do, boy, oh boy, that's when life happens. That's where the magic is. That's where the action truly is. That's where our happiest moments are. And are we actually bringing in all of who we are to those happiest moments? Because when you can experience these moments of life fully, you're living. And uh, if only we could do more of that more of the time. And it's a practice. It's not a perfect, but uh, if we can catch ourselves when we're not focused. Yeah. Um, I'll never forget taking a beautiful walk. It wasn't, I think it was last year sometime along the beachfront. And I had a lot on my mind and I was walking along. And when we arrived, um, I looked at the beachfront. I thought, oh, beautiful. And before I knew it, we had reached the other side. I'd been walking for about 30 minutes and I became conscious of the fact that I wasn't conscious. I had missed that entire walk because my mind was so busy playing on scenarios and things. And my mind was so busy, I had missed the beauty of where mm -hmm. I was. And it became a very big aha moment for me, that one that I'll actually never forget, because I realized that I had missed so much beauty that was in front of me, so much of, I had missed the whole walk, because I was thinking my mind just was so busy thinking of other things how often do we do that I mean, Ooh, a lot of and most of our days you know exactly. we raise consciousness and it's, it is yeah i think we do and and if we're not even if we're unconsciously doing it we're we spend a lot of our time looking forward to another milestone of whatever it might be it might just be to the end of the day it might be lunchtime it might be to the end of the week the most common one is trying to get to friday and then dread dread monday right <laughs> you know? exactly exactly you've got to get out of that place if you if you're living in that world and i'm sure we've all been there i've definitely been there i've lived that life and it's it's terrible and the you know what you were just describing there walking along with your with your mindful your your body has no idea it, it, it doesn't tell the difference between a real event and a th and an imagined one right so oh, absolutely and neither does it tell the difference between a real threat and an imagined threat right. so we can think about something very very fearful or 
and, and our body will physiologically go into that stress response immediately because it can't differentiate between that real and that imagined. But a very practical way, if you find that you are someone whose mind is so chattering, you can't focus, you can't get anything done, um, is to actually just say to yourself, what are five things that I can see or three things that I can see, three things that I can feel, three things that I can hear to just bring yourself in the moment. If you're cooking and you find your mind is somewhere else, remind yourself, I'm cooking, I'm cooking, I'm taking out the pan, I'm cracking the egg open, I'm making an egg. Remind yourself, tell yourself, your mind is the most powerful tool that you have. So, so tell the mind, if you find that you are just... Uh, rambling on in your mind and rambling on in your mind so that you can actually focus being in the moment more so and practice being mindful uh, more of the time. Notice, just notice, notice the beauty. When you're taking a walk and you see a flower, notice the colors. How often, when was the last time you actually looked at a flower and actually noticed the depth of the color in the flower? Mm -hmm. We don't. It's so true. I, I say the same, and it's only because I've gone down the, the meditation path, and I, I don't know whether you, you're aware of Sadhguru, and I follow, yes. of what Sadhguru says, and and he opened my eyes through inner engineering onto, you know, he said people, you know, people people are bored, and yet you could spend your whole life studying a single leaf and never fully understand it. How could you be bored in this world? <laughs> you know, and we do take so much for granted. Look at an apple. I mean, where did where did that thing come from? How did it? How did that become so perfectly apple-like? <laughs> do you know? And being able to give some thought to the the stuff we take for granted releases the brain hugely. Absolutely, it it certainly does. And just focusing on the blessings and Satguru is amazing, and his teachings are amazing, and just focusing on the things that we have with appreciation with with all the blessings that we have because when we focus on the lack which a lot of us do um it doesn't open up our hearts enough when we focus on the blessings and all the things that we have we create space we create space for more more wonderful things to come to us we keep ourselves open we keep ourselves more receptive to, to life's blessings and uh, so it's all about the focus in a lot of ways isn't it yeah definitely and just before we we finish up any you, you touched on you know you, in your morning routine you've got meditation and you do some journaling i think it'd be good to have another conversation just around those kind of things but any other um tips you can give for what we can do throughout the day that might just give us a bit of a head start Absolutely. So, again, you know, waking up in the morning, paying attention to the way that it is that you're waking up in the morning. So often we, we wake up in the morning. What's the first thing that we do? We reach for our telephone. We start scrolling through social media. We go to the computer with our cup of coffee and we start going through our emails. So pay attention to the way that you, that you wake up in the, in the morning as you open your eyes. As you put your feet down on the floor, when you stretch, take that deep inhale and choose the way that you want to start your day. Perhaps take a time to create some sort of a daily ritual for yourself. If you are finding that now, which a lot of people are working more remotely and from home, establish healthy boundaries within your day 
for your for your work life so that balance so that you can create a work life balance that actually works for you um, when you're having lunch can you turn off your your telephone during lunch or not look at your emails during lunch can you be present can you actually just enjoy the food that you're choosing to eat can you choose more nourishing foods so that you can feel well to feel well that will certainly help to to activate your energy to accelerate your performance um, are you relying too heavily on caffeine and on sugar for for a false fix if so is there a healthier way that you can uh, that you can actually get in the uh, beverages that you need within your day. You can still have your coffee, but are you continually going for unhealthy beverages in your day? What are you sipping on during the day? So again, bringing your, your attention to nourishing choices in your day. And very importantly, um, I believe, and we uh, at Nourishment Vitality, we teach that nourishment is more than what you eat. It's how you feed yourself on an emotional, a physical, and on a spiritual level. What are things that you enjoy? What are things that, that you like doing? Create an inventory for yourself, a nourishment inventory for yourself. How many times a week are you doing the things that you actually enjoy? If it's only once a week, can you include it more? Can you include it twice a week, three times a week? It could be doing something simple. Do you enjoy going for a walk? Are you only going for a walk once? A day or, or once a week can you do more of that can you include more of the things that make you feel good that make you feel passionate into your day and the third very important tip is to validate your emotions no matter where you're at our emotions are very real there is no right way or wrong way to feel so acknowledge where you're at and start there start there i always say to to my clients lean in with conscious curiosity and compassion for where you're at because the journey always informs the destination so be super kind to yourself along the way and uh, again if anybody is um, interested in the finding out more about Nourishment Vitality and our innovative programs that we do offer, our online courses that we offer, please do visit our website at www.cherylputterman.com and take a look at the resources, the videos, uh, the free guides that we offer as well. Sign up for those and uh, you can get started on your journey of living a, a better life one habit at a time. Amazing. Um, I've, I've hugely enjoyed this conversation. Uh, and Thank you. It's uh, where if, can you uh, give everyone the link to your your social as well? Can they find you uh, on the various platforms? Yes, absolutely. So, uh, Dave, firstly, I've I've also truly enjoyed this conversation with you. It's been amazing. Um, I love your the way that you're thinking as well, with with meditation and uh, really tuning into who you truly are. It's it's fabulous and it shines through, and it was a wonderful uh, talk. Thank you. Um, my social media channels, everything can be found on the website. Again, that's www.cherylputzeman.com. S H E R Y L P U T E R M A N. I am on Facebook as well. Nourishment Vitality, Cheryl Putterman Nourishment Vitality on Instagram at Cheryl Putterman 
and please do reach out. I'd love to have a conversation. We do offer emotional support. We do offer nutritional support, uh, corporate wellness programs, relationship wellness programs, individual coaching packages. So reach out and uh, do connect with me. I'd love to talk to you. Amazing. Cheryl, thank you very, very much. Um, and look forward to speaking to you again. Thank you, Dave. Looking forward to it. Thanks, Cheryl.